We're good. We got a background on here. Can't see it. Rainbow fucking Randolph. <laughs> he says I'm Rainbow fucking Randolph like 12 times in this. He does. Every time he gets in trouble. I'm Rainbow fucking Randolph. Fuck you. <laughs> I know he burns every bridge he has and he can't take him out. <laughs> this movie's about burn burning, burning bridges and swearing at children. It's wonderful. I, I liked it. I think more the first time I saw it because it's kind of I haven't seen it in a long time, so it's kind of the luster's kind of lost on it. But I agree. I thought it was funnier, but I think what saved it when I initially saw it was Rob Williams was just so out of control in this movie. It was great. yeah, he's he's coked he up. The best part and of this, I mean, he just let loose. Movie. Yeah, he's so much fun in this movie. I love it. And it made me sad, and I think maybe that's another reason. It's like. Makes you sad because you know he died. Yeah, you know, suicide. I mean, choked himself to death, and you're just like, man, just what a horrible ending to like a great career. And you're just like, man, it just kind of it puts that black mark on all of his movies. It's like you can't really enjoy them like you used to. It's not the same. It's not the same thing. It's true. It um, sucks. It, it, you can't not think about it when you're watching this. Yeah. But I still enjoyed myself quite thoroughly this entire movie. Oh no! It's it's a fun it's funny, and just the, the idea the concept is so funny. It's basically children's children's television is just filled with reprobates and degenerates and awful scumbags and criminals, and Ed Norton really the weakest link in the chain. In this movie uh, that 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 character could have been anybody. Yeah, it was supposed to be any anybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. And you know how much? Okay. The budget on this movie, I'd say seventy-eight million. I think it was fifty. Okay. Made eight. No, I understand it's a big tank. That's why we're here discussing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I actually thought they'd spend more just because of the two uh, actors. Well, well, it's it's um, well at that point Ed Norton wasn't really a superstar. He had done American History X and he did Fight Club. And the score and, and Italian job, but the, those like only the Italian job was the only one that was a big hit. I don't Fight Club was a massive hit. Actively did not want to be there for an Italian and job. He did not want to be Italian job. No, I think he really wanted to do this movie though, because I feel like this is a Ed Norton. This is up Ed Norton's alley. Yeah, his his personality. This is really what he would he would do this in a second. I have one note for re regarding. Sorry, go ahead. No, I just, no, I was just gonna say, if what's funny about this movie though, because I noticed it, the first like thirty minutes of the movie is directed so differently from the last hour. Yes, it's, it's not I have that written movie. down as well. Stylistically, it's, it's all over the on place. purpose. Yeah, but let's get well, our intro out of the way. Man. Yes. Hey, welcome to Hollywood is Dead. This is episode 119, because we did merge the two shows together. Yeah. Yeah. What was the other show? Lordy Wonderland. The one that you were a part of, because we did our, all of our uh, uh, Puppet Bastard movies on there. So that's all one. That's all canon now. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. I did it because it's the same fucking show. We're just calling it something else it was, now. It was Midnight in Wonderland. Yeah. We, well, it was Lordy Wonderland and Midnight Robert Shaw. and that was. Right. It's a, it's yeah, a whole yeah. thing. 
But yeah, it's oh, all together. Sure. If you could put on my IMDb page, uh, Midnight with Robert Shaw, 2010 to 2015, can you do that? I can. If you email me the dates and what you want included in the episodes and all that, I will definitely well, do that. I wouldn't. Well, how do I do that? Because they're on automatic. What's left of it? Okay, tell me the dates and I'll, I'll research it then. Okay. Well, I mean, it's all over the place. Most of the episodes are all on are from 2014. To, it's like all the old episodes are long gone. Like anything prior 2014, I don't think exists anymore. I don't know, but I could put the dates on there at least. Yeah, just the there. dates. It's just it's just 2010 and 2015 because that's when we did the show. I can do that. Yeah, that's all. All right. So, just to add to pad my 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 no, resume. No. Well, it's a very confusing thing, but I, I kept I telling I was telling you off camera that I was like I'm having a hard trouble, hard time like differentiating and keeping them separate. Like I keep wanting to do. So I was like, you know what? Right, yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. fucking do it. And I, uh, I asked you if yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And I'm like, so it's all together now. So this is You're officially our through. oldest show on the network because this is the original <laughs> show. There you is go. essentially That's what it. this is because it's the same exact show I was doing before, but now we're yeah now we're here and we're live on camera and. It's the same thing though. We're discussing movies that I love and you love, and yeah, works. Let's begin with Death to Smoochie. Two thousand two. Did you see this in the theater? I did. No. I saw this in the theater with my sister, and it was a lot of fun because we we saw the trailer and it's like, oh, I see that movie. I think I was working at the theater at the time because it was two thousand two. They fired me in August. I think this movie came out in March. Let me see. What did you get fired for? Oh, I was terrible. I was a bad employee. I was the worst. <laughs> I, I, I'm terrible. I can't work for people. I'm just, I just can't do it. Especially if, um, like, it's a movie theater. It's like, dude, relax. Like, fuck you. It's a movie theater. I'm not, this isn't, we're not going to, we're not curing cancer here. So whatever. What if yeah, they March, were? March 29th, 2002. So I was working there. So I probably saw this movie for free. That's why I saw it. I think I probably went in and watched it a few times, actually. This came out my senior year of high school then. Wow. So, like, a yeah. few months before I graduated. I told you my, my friend worked at a video store. Right. So, this is one we rented with his discount. Like, he got moved free. Oh. He got one free movie a week or something like that. This is one we got together. And we both laughed so fucking hard. Yeah, it's a good one. 2002 had a lot of good, quirky, like, big trouble in this, right. and what was that one with um, Lou Diamond Phillips? Or was that Big Trouble? I'm thinking of a different one then. That's, That's Big like Trouble. Big hit. The big hit. Yes. I, was that? I thought that was '90s. I think that was the same Eight. area. I feel like that was a '90s movie. I don't know, but let me look it up. I'm pretty sure it's a '90s movie. The big hit. I, I, yeah, the big hit. I think it's 1998 or something. Oh, it's '98. Okay. So, I've got to cross, because that was one of the ones we watched. So, it must have been an old screener. But we watched all that, and then, you know, uh, yeah. um because I had my Woody Harrelson obsession, one of them was um the boxing one with him and uh, Play to the Bone. Oh, uh, uh, Play to the Bone. That was another one from that era that we got for free, and we just watched it, and we're like, that was yeah. really good for what it was. Like, I expected it to be terrible. And I, I really did I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. I don't think I've ever seen It's good. Yeah, I don't think it, I've ever seen that It's one. surprisingly good. Yeah. For what it is, you never hear a word about it. Anything. No, yeah. That's it's why like I'm... that Meg Ryan boxing movie. 
Oh God! No, we were in film school, and remember, uh, Ariel had it outside his office, it framed. <laughs> it was oh, it, in was the cut or something was it like the that. Ryan movie. Yeah. Oh God! Oh no, no, that was that was the other. That was the one where Meg Ryan was playing a blonde or a blind woman. In the cut was a blind woman. Or something. In the cut was a horror. Was a it was like a seven S movie, and she got naked in it. Really. I remember. Didn't and watch any of this Mark shit. Ruffalo I don't know. In it too. Point I never is, saw it, but I saw pieces of it later. Let me see. In the cut. Let's see. Point is, Roger Ebert hated in this movie. He said it was the worst movie of 2002. Yes. And I watched yeah, yeah. it as a... 2003, In the Cut. I was 17, and I watched it, and I was like, I really enjoyed that. Because I expected just a boring, bland, blah, blah, blah. Like, PG-13, like, TV show, like... You know, it's a kid's TV show, and, and yeah. but it's fucking dark. And as to as to get to what you were saying before, every half hour, it changes how dark it is. The first yeah. half an hour is very uh, Danny DeVito being influenced by uh, Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. You got the down-below shots. You got the wild, wacky colors. Everyone's shot from a weird angle. And it's it's clear he learned a lot from Tim Burton. In the, in the first half hour. And oh, yeah. and then you get Tim Burton, or sorry, uh, uh, Edward Norton starts to work with uh, DeVito's character, who's like his agent now, and then it shifts right there because there's a power dynamic shift. He takes over as producer. Right. The shooting of the actual movie changes. And it becomes more of a, more of a drama and more of a very dark black comedy. Because that's when you get the, the 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 Nazi scene where he's in front. He's like, oh, right. still la- it's fucking great. It's hilarious. But it's shot at a completely different style. Yeah, it's very great. Like the camera's pulled back. It's not in your face in like a weird angle. It's back. Like you see the Nazi stand up, and you see like a wide shot of Edward, and it cuts up close, but it's not at an angle at all. It's shot completely different. Yeah, and then the last th- that, that that's... go ahead. No, I was going to say, after the Nazi scene, you have that wonderful dance sequence by Robin Williams yeah. celebrating. Oh, he's switching the Nazi, he's switching the Nazi. He's literally like a two-minute sequence of him dancing around New York City. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so much fun to watch. And it's funny, and it's just like, man, and again, it makes you like, oh, man, Robin Williams. I mean, this is when Robin Williams was virile. He was still making movies that were like, kind of exciting like he didn't it wasn't rv it wasn't you know it wasn't that awful when he did with john travolta like just the money movies because he had a divorce he had to make more money to pay off his alimony so no that's when you know you're in trouble when this is you know 20 years in your career you get divorced if i'm being honest this is right in his sweet spot for me because this is the same yeah two three years of two other movies i really love him in one of which is uh, Insomnia. Twenty four hour photo is the other one. Insomnia. One hour. One hour photo. Same, I think he's fucking great in that movie. Is it the same year? I think it might be, but he looks exactly, exactly like my mom's dad, like my grandpa on my mom's side. He looks exactly like him, so I was creeped that's, the fuck out. That's weird. And I was like, I can see him doing, that's yeah. But him and Insomnia, Insomnia and this. I saw Insomnia yeah. in the theater. I did too, yeah. This I did not. Same yeah. year, 
right? Yeah, Insomnia same year. 2002. Because I remember, yeah. I remember specifically I was supposed to go to work that day, and I went and saw Insomnia instead. <laughs> but you work at a theater. fired. Yeah, that was probably my So you're, next, you're missing your shift schedule. 16 feet away. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I didn't live in town. This is back when I lived like 25 minutes away in the country. I had to go to the, uh, the town, Modesto, to On work. On your almond farm. So I had to, you know, basically, from the almond farm, basically. <laughs> and um, I, I used to live wrong. I used to fucking drive half an hour to get anywhere in high school and in like pre-college. I hate days. that you make that sound I, so that's far. Why I never, that's Well, I mean, I drive an hour and a half to work like, and two hours back, I'd say. Well, that's because you're grown up now. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying it's, I also live in, I couldn't go to high school parties. You could have, you just didn't want to drive for 22 minutes. It sounds like it was too much out of your way no, I on didn't. a Friday night. It was too much out of my way. I didn't care enough. I didn't care about. Would it help that you weren't invited? That probably helped. Yeah, yeah. I think I had the the typical the the typical Hollywood or in Hollywood uh, high school thing where I don't give a shit what the popular kids are doing. Let's go drink a bunch at Michigan State University, and that's it. (laughs) Like that's all I cared about. Like let's let's. See, you live by like a real college. I yeah, live nowhere near a real college. Well, even that real college was. 40 minutes away i'd say yeah from where i was so but you you'd be like yes 40 minutes i'll be the fuck out of here a town of 600 people that's where i grew up so i'm like yes let's drive 40 minutes i don't give a shit no so that means to go watch insomnia i had to drive the other direction from lansing i had to go to grand rapids and i remember watching this insomnia in the theater oh. um and, and i when i watched death to smooch on, on dvd when it came out Probably VHS, let's be honest. Right. I was like, oh, I no, wish okay, I would have yeah. seen this in the theater. I really do. You should have kept you should have kept that VHS because fuck the VHS is more expensive than the DVD. Oh, we didn't own it. It was the rental. But yeah. Right. You but are right though. Like, I looked up the prices. It's sixty bucks for a VHS and twenty yeah. for a DVD. And and it doesn't even exist on Blu-ray. It never went to Blu-ray. Which is kind of funny. It's like I wish Shout Factory or Arrow or one of those companies Spinnaker Cinema, or whatever it's called. Why don't you guys re-release that with a bunch of special features and a retrospect? You know, twenty years later, Death of Smoochie and all that shit. Well, it's because of the studios and ownership. That's all. Uh, I guess it's because nobody I actually fucking no owns. Money. You know, the Devil's blah 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 the movie, and people own this like an actual studio does. They just sitting on it like greedy right. pricks. Yeah. You know how much you can make on a, especially for a cult classic like this. This is officially a cult classic. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have the classic status that like a, you know, the room does. But it honestly, it should because I think this movie's fucking great. Yeah. 2002, banner year for Rob Williams. One hour photo, Death to Smoochie, Insomnia. That's literally what I just said. Yeah. But it it really fucking is. I think this is his best yeah. his best year as an actor for me personally. Because I also yeah. saw I did see Goodwill Hunting in theater too. My aunt took me to see that. Right. I talked my aunt into taking right. me to see that. And Face Off. Oh. Uh, the same you, aunt took me to see Face Off. All time. What dreams may come, starring Ron Williams, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, this is before this. 
Well, that's my favorite Robin Williams movie, but Adams. this is his best year as an actor because all three movies very different Yo, roles. Yeah, I would say, yeah, and he fucking yes. he makes me okay. In a one hour photo, creeps me the hell out. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a it's like a focus feature movie where it's a very limited budget, very yeah. not a lot happening, but it's a character movie, which is what focus features does. I don't even know if that's a focus feature movie. I'm just saying it. It's it might as well be, right. The other one is Death to Smoochie. This one makes me laugh, and I feel bad for him at the same time. But also, you're like, fuck that guy. He does a lot of back and forth acting that you you're like, fuck that. Oh, poor guy. Like he just wants to be liked and f- hates this rhino because he just wants to be loved nonstop. But also, fuck that guy because he's right, crazy. Yeah. And then you get insomnia, which you're yeah. like, oh, you feel like bad for him because he just wants to be loved in that movie, and he kills a woman on an accident, right. and he's trying to get over, trying to figure a way out of it, and he's like pleading to Al Pacino, like, it was not on purpose, I promise you. Like he cleaned her fingernails before he got rid of the body. He he shampooed her hair. <laughs> well, he goes, you ever have someone laugh at you, Will? Yeah. Someone laugh at you. He's just there on phone calls. Away. I just lost it. Yeah. He does one scene. Now, like, is a great movie. Like, I'd say 45% of the movie through it. He does one scene where he runs away from him and jumps in the water. Yeah. And the logs, remember? Oh, yeah. That's and, and then he's not, he's not in another scene until the very end of the movie. Other than that, he's on a phone. Yeah. So, really, he wasn't there that often, but God damn, he's so fucking good in that movie. Oh, yeah, he's great. It's Again, I mean, yeah, 2002 banner year for Rob Williams. I'm trying to see if he had another year like that. I'm looking at his... No. His... You get the... It's, it's just... Robin Williams is will forever be tied to two other comedians to me who did drama movies and comedy movies. And I never once give a shit about their comedy movies. And that's Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler. I don't. I don't give a shit about right. Adam Sandler's comedy. He's really solidly fucking good in his Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah, and then Jim Carrey is really goddamn good in his serious roles. And there's a bunch of those. We talked about one a few weeks ago, or last week, or the hell that was. Man on the Moon. Right. The man's yeah. a really good, legit actor, and both of the, all three of these guys are the same. But unfortunately. All three of them actually went back to making comedies, and it's kind of sad because they clearly didn't want to be there. Eddie Murphy yeah, well, might be one as well. I think they went back to comedy because it was just paid the bills. Paid the and fucking like I bills. Said, yeah. The, well, the problem was Robin Williams. He would have these. He'd get a divorce every twenty-five years in his career. It's because drugs. Went, well, no, but, but the wife costs money. When you divorce, yes. half your money goes to your wife. But so why he was he getting that. married all the time? Because they're stupid. Nicole because he was like, high and didn't know what he was doing. It's going to work this time, I swear. I don't think... Yeah, but check, this is my personal opinion. I don't think Robin Williams ever fell out of the cocaine era. I don't know. I feel like he, he was... He drank, though. He. I think he was... I don't know. I feel like... He, Everybody did coke in the eighties. This is a given. I mean, everybody did yeah. coke. Everybody. He clearly did. Everybody. Scorsese took because, took longer than oh, expected to get out of the cocaine era. 
Scorsese, New York, New York is all cocaine. Scorsese. And that's why it's on our list of movies he, to talk about. He beat it. <laughs> I need to watch that one still. That that's I on our list here of that we're gonna get to eventually. Yeah, yeah I see. Yeah, I need to watch it because I, I, I just. I yeah, think I think next week is your way. turn to pick a movie. I think I I don't remember who picked this one, but I'm, I'll blame me. It's kind of both of us, okay. but I'll blame me, and you could pick I next week's movie. Yeah. But. Okay. But yeah, uh, but again, uh, another great part where. Uh, speaking of uh, cocaine, we're all over the place. Chalier, <laughs> yeah, um, doing the, uh, I snorted half of the poppies in Afghanistan. <laughs> And he goes, uh, I never saw Paris. <laughs> he Vincent Schiavelli. Oh, Vincent yeah, Schiavelli is fucking amazing in this. I never saw Paris. His dying words. And it does the, uh, it's totally, do you not see the Tim Burton influence there? I almost feel like that might have been a Hitchcock. It was. No, it definitely was the Vertigo. Yeah. But it also, yeah. the Looney Tunes music and the, and the, the setting oh, of that sure, scene. Yeah. Was yeah. very like Batman with the, with the theater, yeah, all that. It, it was so okay. I'm all over the place, but will it surprise you to find out Vincent Schiavelli? Guess his age in that scene in this movie. Oh Christ, that'd be fifty-five. Wow, you're way closer than I was. You went over. He's oh, younger God. than that. He's 54. But I was like, he was like 60, 63, 64, 50. Oh, okay. And I found out, I was researching into it when I was watching the movie. He has Marfan syndrome, which is why he has like the, mm. the sunken eyes and he's like the elongated features, right. that sort of stuff. And, and I was like, oh, that must right. be what killed him. And then I look it up and I'm like, oh no, he died of cancer. The fucking man could not get a break. <laughs> He's so no, good. He's a great character actor that we should have included on our list there in a previous episode. I think we did. We mentioned him, I think. We talked about him, yeah. Mention. He was. But yeah, we talked about him. He's, he, yeah. he's, a, he's like one of Danny DeVito's best friends and didn't last too long. Yeah. Because he was in Man on the Moon no. that we discussed. He was also in... Uh, he's, in a, he's in Taxi. Is a, is a, I think he's uncredited back then. But he's he's known Danny for fucking ever, and we're kind of on a Danny DeVito yeah. kick because we did Man on the Moon. That's why we transitioned into this movie. Um, well, they were both in. Um, they were both in One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest. Yes, they were both in there. Christopher Lloyd was as well, which uh, he worked with on Taxi. Yeah, it's, it's, Danny yeah. DeVito has a whole like when you talk about like Bill Belichick is coaching tree. Danny DeVito is like that for acting. Yeah. He works with people consistently. Yeah. And he was with Michael Douglas for a long time, yeah. doing some uh, Romancing the Stone, Jewel of the Nile, and then War of the Roses. War of the Roses is, is a fucking directed. great movie. War of the Roses is a pretty decent flick. That's a good Throw one. Throw Mama from the good. Train is Throw Mama from the Train hilarious. Is awesome. It's a hilarious movie. One of my favorite comedies. Should yeah. we talk about that at some point? That one might be the one we should talk about. Okay. Because I agree. That is a very underrated movie. That's like TBS or TNT, whichever one shows it every once in a while. And it's on on Amazon right now, I think, streaming. Okay, I'll add it to the list. um, It's always on somewhere. Somebody's always got it. War of the Roses is good. And they have a little... uh, They have a... 
Danny does a little uh, tip of the hat to that movie because at one point Catherine Keener sh- throws the frisbee at Edward Norton. Yeah, and you see it flying toward him. Same thing happens in uh, War of the Roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. War of the Roses is fun, but that's like a classy picture. It's uh, classier. War of the Roses is, is a darker, is a dark comedy, but I think it was maybe a little bit ahead of its time because it it's so dark. Should I add it, it to it, the list? Ah, we could. People don't know what the fuck that is. It's a good. It's interesting. It's a, it's a different movie. Here's how I'm um, looking at our our episodes from now on. Do millennials know what the fuck we're talking about? Ooh, yeah. So War of the Roses, I'm gonna put in the list. Yeah, that's fine. Because War of the Roses, it's Danny DeVito telling the story, but with the longest cigarette in history. He's, a cigarette. <laughs> he's telling the story. As he smokes a cigarette, because I've never, I haven't smoked in ten years, and this is why. And he tells the story, and it was a cigarette in a case, and he smokes it. And I thought, wait a minute, that cigarette's two hours. It takes five minutes to smoke a cigarette. Yeah, That's, we tell that story in five minutes, my asshole. Yeah, unless he had a marble six thousand. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't make it like they used to. It's a lot of tar. I don't remember oh, enough to know what you're talking about, but I can see that. Yeah, I it's it's been a long time since I've seen that, but I remember liking it. Four or five years ago, yeah, it's a different. Is that Catherine Turner movie? Kathleen Turner, okay. Michael Douglas. Yeah, yes, I remember that. From *Romancing the Stone*, basically. Yeah, not the uh, *Jewel yeah. of the Nile*. *Jewel of the Nile* was a sequel. Yes. to *Romancing the Stone*. Not I watched those growing up, and I was like, the best sequel. Oh yeah. I I, I have zero memory I like of them now. Stone. No, I Romancing agree. the Stone's good, uh, but that's the Robert Zemeckis movie. Yes, and written by Le- Lou Dobbs, who's a great screenwriter. See, I remember watching Romancing the Stone a lot, but I have zero memory of it now. Like, even like brothers nothing. Said bastards. Yeah. I can't even we tell you that. one fact about that movie other than the cast. Like that's it. Like that's where I'm at with those that, movies. That's another movie my family will quote with each other. Is oh, interesting lines. From *Romancing the Stone*. Oh, really? Uh, bro- brothers have <laughs> bastards. Brothers uh, have bastards. Two, two, no, no. Uh, even bastards had brothers. I'm sorry. Okay. I was, even I was like, how does that work? That's, what, well, that's right. Okay, um, that makes I more sense. Like and then the other one is, oh, too happy. <laughs> that's another one. Okay. There's this scene because she's looking at all these different men, and this guy's laughing. And he goes, "Oh God, too happy." I love Catherine Turner. She's wonderful. Serial Mom is a movie we should yeah. discuss. Well, uh, yeah, V.I. Wachowski. I will add that. It's one of the, it's the movie I fell in love with Matthew Lillard with. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Okay, I'll add it to the list. Okay, so anyway. Good old John Waters. Let's actually talk. Yeah, that's true. I love the, don't wear white shoes after Labor Day. And that's why she kills a person. <laughs> because they wore white after Labor Day. But I just need to say, uh, mention with Death of Smoochie, Catherine Keener. Catherine Keener. I, I oh love God. Catherine Keener. Oh, my God. She's so... I, she's such a weird, sexy... She's like weird. a... She's like... Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to say way too much here without Sorry. really saying anything. Yes. You know how, like, one of the most popular uh, categories on Pornhub is, like, stepmother? Like, yeah. Catherine Keener, I watch her scenes and I go, I get it. Yeah. Because... She doesn't look like my mom, and I don't want to fuck my mom. Oh. Oh. But I look at her and I go, "She looks like someone's mom," and yeah. I, I'm definitely interested. 
Spike yes. Jones knows what he's doing. Here. He's got me into her because she's worked with him a bunch. Oh, yeah. So at this she, point, I'm all warmed up. She's been around a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's been, she was in a, the first time, well, not the first time, but I discovered one of her first movies, Living in Oblivion. Yeah. Great movie. Peter Dinklage's first movie. Steve Buscemi's in it. Uh, her husband at the time, Dylan McDermott. Oh, she was married to him? Mulroney. She was married to Dilbert Mulroney, I think, for a long, for oh, a long time. Oh, I thought you were going to say Dylan Dil- Dil- McDermott. I was, I was sad to hear that. Dylan McDermott. I think it's Dylan McDermott, right? Is it D- McDermott yeah, or McDermott. Mulroney? Because there's a difference in the babies there that they make. Shit. Okay, no, it's the guy that was the in Zodiac. He was the police chief. Mulroney. Is that Dil- That's Mulroney. Is that Mulroney? Mc- McDermott's the one from American Horror Story. Okay. Dylan McDermott is the one that was in American Horror Story, but what else was he in? He's more of a oh, TV actor. Yeah, that's Nim Tuck. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's in Cloverfish Killer. That's yes, yes. That's, yeah. that's 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 the um, Dylan McDermott. I like him more. Yeah, Dylan McDermott. Yeah, he, he, Dermot Mulroney's more of a side character in movies. He's he's more handsome, but I don't think he's as good of an actor. Yeah. So right, she was yeah, married to Dermot, Mag- Dermot McRoney. Yes, from Zodiac, not close. Okay. He is more attractive, so their babies would be pretty fucking good. I think she has one kid with him, I think. She was when on I Seinfeld? She, when, I, when I worked at the Arclight, she came in a few times. I got to interact with her. It was wonderful. She's super sweet. She's oh. actually really, really lovely. Your, ca- her your, mother, your mic has turned off. or I can hear you talking, but... Okay, talk. She's very, very. It, it's bad. All right, you work yeah. on that and save your story. Her yeah. brother. Um, I do want to say. Her brother. Hold on, hold on. Just give it ten your seconds. Asshole. She was on Eight Millimeter that we watched already on uh, Nick Cage Cast. Being John Malkovich is the movie that made me that caught my eye. That she's in. Oh yeah. Because that's when I was like, oh, Spike Jones. Who the fuck is? Because that was what. I was in I was in high school and I was like, okay, and you're into the weird shit, so that's when I, he, she caught my attention. Right. I saw her in other yeah. things like if if the walls could talk, which was an HBO movie or Showtime movie or something. I watched cable, that made for cable movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's an abortion movie. It's all about co hangers. Yeah. If you're into that, um, she was in Out of Sight, which is another movie I have on my list, solely because Out of Sight's a great movie. Nobody knows what the fuck that is, and I want to rewatch it. That's the only reason it's on my list. Another Dan DeVito produced movie. Dan DeVito, and of course, uh, the, the big man. No, the bigger Steven man. Soderberg. Steven Rain. Soderbergh. Who's, did he direct the new Magic Mike movie that's coming out? I don't know. I can't. I, I, they don't show don't his know. name other than I see it in producing. I'm like, oh, oh, I can't see it. And I'm like, I feel, I'll find out. Chatting, is Tatum directed it? I'll find out right now. Is, is Matthew McConaughey in this one too? Here's the thing with Soderbergh. Like him, like his movies, don't love. Yeah, yeah. The man does some shit. He'll do anything. He directed Magic Mike's, Magic Mike's Last Dance. Holy shit. Well, that's money. He, he's, he's getting a paycheck. I don't that. blame him. No. I I'm, have no I'm, problem I'm with... Love... Your, your mic I, sounds I, like I, shit, man. Why? What's going on? I don't know what's going on. It sounds like you're in the other room. It's not on. No, I still hear you. So it's your it's your laptop mic. Go ahead. 
So check so the uh, other end of the USB cord. It's all plugged in. I hear you off your... Uh, uh, the mic's plugged in. It's not working. I gotta buy a new mic probably. Unplug the other end from the computer. Yeah. The uh, USB end and then uh, give it five seconds. Give it a go all five Mississippi and... I'm gonna blow on it like a video game. Yeah, like an old uh, cartridge. And that, and that was probably the worst thing you could do. You said that, but it worked. Death of Smoochie. Um, I love... There's a few things I want to bring up. I love the aspect of he gets more creative control of the show, which is a positive side for him because he, all he wants to do is portray a positive message. That's, and you never doubt that as a, as a watcher. Catherine Keener does because she's jaded and she's a Hollywood exec and she's fucking everyone that's on the show. What what does she say when Robin Williams reveals the truth that she's a... Oh, she's a, a kitty... A, I'm a kitty. Kitty show... Kitty joke Groupie, something like that. Something like that. But she fucks everyone who Wally, hosts a morning Wally show. Wally the Whale. Kid show. Wally the... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a chance Dar for Robin blows. Williams to do a bunch of impressions. Dar she blows. But me. then Okay, so you never doubt that he's on he's this. Which is fine. He he's the constant in the movie, which the movie's focused around, which is everyone but Edward Norton is awful. Right. And that's why the movie works. It's kinda it, it reminds me of a Truman show. Where he doesn't know what's going on. He's wholesome. He just wants to be himself. Everyone else around him is lying or conniving or blah, blah, blah. They're all out to get what they want from him, and he's unaware. Um, he just wants to tell kids to eat their, eat their vegetables and do this. And Robin Williams is the whole time like conniving against him, trying to get him fired because he thinks he's, he, stole his, he stole his time slot. Yeah. So he's like, at one point, my favorite scene in the movie, and everyone's favorite scene in the movie, let's be honest, he does going to make cookies. And there's a whole scene, there's a great setup scene with him. He's arguing with Catherine Keener about the cookies. He's like, I want to do a vegetable thing. And then he still sings the vegetable song before the cookies, and then he pulls the cookies out. And Robin Williams replaced the cookies, and it's clearly a dick. Yeah, It's got it's a big old thing, and it's got a thing wrapped around the tip. And he's like, it's a, it was a great, like, cuts to everyone in the audience, and every, you, you take your time there. He's like, it's a, it's a rocket ship! And then all the kids celebrate. It's fucking hilarious. And then uh, you have uh, Robin Williams. Just, That's not a rocket ship, you fuck! It's a cock! It's a cock, you fuck! <laughs> he's in the rafters watching in a mirror. He comes, <laughs> no, he, he's watching from the rafters, and he comes down... Um, in the front of the kids going, it's a yeah. cock! It's made out of dildo! Yeah, I love his dildo line. That made uh, me laugh it, so hard. It's so funny that they scored him off, but the kids are laughing. Yeah. Because the kids know what he's saying, and, and I think Robin is having a lot of fun doing that. Oh, yeah, because they show a scene, they show a shot in that scene where Robin Williams is clearly talking to those kids and yelling cock jokes at them. Oh, they yeah. didn't fake that. They're, it's right oh. there. Like you, you see, see the, the kids, all the kids' faces are like they're laughing yeah. because he's saying these bad words. It's like hilarious. it's Robin Williams making kids laugh by saying dick jokes, and that's what yeah. you're watching, and that's what makes the movie so entertaining. Is because 
reality is crossing over into the fiction that they're presenting because right. it's supposed to be dicks. You know what I mean? I won't go into detail. Yeah. But it's it's it's, a, it's an amazing scene because the movie is in its entirety, if I could boil it down to one thing, is Robin Williams' desperation to be loved and his betrayal by the studio because he was caught doing something that I don't think should be illegal, which is parents paying to have their right. kids on a show. Why the yeah. fuck is that illegal? Right. Well, I mean, it's just, it was just another... It's not a game show. This isn't a quiz no, show. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. It's just, it was a way to... To get rid of his character, I mean, it makes sense. We don't need but... John Turturro to show up. I, I don't. Oh, yes, we do actually. We do, but your mic is not working Come at on. all. It's all. No, it's not working. No, it's, I gotta get a new one. I can still hear you just fine. I'm, I'm gonna get a new one. This is bad. It's just I think it's ran it's, it's ran its course. I would send you stuff, but I ha- I have a all. I don't have USB mics anymore. Um. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's all I got from this computer. Because all it has is USB what, port. That, you ha- in order to have a the XLR ones that I have, you have to have a mixer. So, oh, that's why uh, I ain't going. To, I ain't going that far. I don't blame you, but I have mine down here, and I don't even think about it. So, but yeah, I bu- also it bought it ten years ago at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, mixer, shit. I don't even know where to begin. You know what? You sound the exact same right now. If you're if you're lean forward like that, really? I don't even notice the difference. It makes me wonder I- if your mic ever worked. It probably never has. <laughs> yes. I don't think this light's been on in years. Because you sound the exact same as you normally oh, do well, right there, now. There you go. Well, never mind then. You sound this fantastic. Is waste, this is a big waste of time. I'm unplugging right now. What about now? How's it sound? Do you still hear Did me? you do anything? I unplugged it from the computer itself. See, that makes me... I don't think your mic ever worked. You're probably right. <laughs> well, that was a big waste of time. We have this thing stand for years and years. Yeah. Well, good good night, sweet prince. You know what though? This when you remember when your mic stand would fall over and we'd be like, "Oh, yeah. it makes me think it just moved the, the 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 laptop that you're on," and that was it. Maybe or maybe that's why it doesn't work anymore because it's just fucking broke. <laughs> Could it? And that's what broke it. It's just dead. No, I'll oh, say well. this: you don't even need a mic because your uh, laptop mic sounds fine. You sound the great. The mic is dead. You just can't lean back at all. No, I have to be facing. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's great. I'm right in the screen. You see my eyes, um, my bloodshot eyes. Can I get a, a couple things out of the way? Um, I love that the movie is mostly about an ice show. Yes, it's Harvey. Wy- Harvey Firestein is the evil uh, guy behind the Make a Hope Foundation for kids charity. I wrote down Harvey Harvey Firestone bad guy because of voice. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's it. Let's send you. Eh, I'll suck your cock. I'm gonna fucking kill you, my lawyer. Not my lawyer. Uh, we worked together in Birdcage. We were in Mrs. Doubtfire together. And that, that yeah. Last time I worked with Robert Williams. Were they Birdcage together? I don't remember. I don't think I've, <laughs> I don't think I've seen Birdcage. Oh really? I You're thinking of Nathan Nathan Philly or not Nathan? I know Philly. Nathan Lane's in that, but Nathan Lane. No, I thought it. okay, but yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely uh, Miss Doubtfire. That's probably yeah, what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Oh, can you make me a woman? Oh, honey. <laughs> uh, Uncle Frank and Aunt Jack. That's what yeah. Because who did this? Uncle Frank and Aunt Jack. <laughs> My biggest note for this episode, and this will be something probably only you know what I'm talking about. Edward Norton reminds me of Mike 
from MST3K. A little bit, yeah. There's a little bit of that. You that see what I'm talking about? Oh, gee whiz. Yeah. yeah. He's doing... Oh, let's go. And I don't know. He's just doing a thing that I'm like, this, it's like bad acting. Like Mike can't really act in real life. So he's doing right. a thing. And it just reminded me of the entire way through. And then Mike, if Mike ever got angry, it would be that scene where he brings a gun to Danny DeVito's head. He's like, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. And he goes, oh my God, what, what's happening to me? Oh no. You fucked That's with the bad. wrong rhino. We, 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 we didn't even talk about Spinner. Oh, oh, yeah. I love you. Oh. I love you, Rhino. Okay. Oh, I gotta take a crap. Did you look into the IMDb trivia at all for this movie? There's not much there. I went There's a little deeper much. today before we start yeah. recording. Yeah. Because one of them was like uh, Danny DeVito did a uh, did an interview or whatever you call it. An audition with Henry Rollins. Mm. So I went and I re- I looked up to Henry Rollins uh, talking about the, that interview that the, that audition, and I I love Henry Rollins. He's like the uh, he's like Rob Zombie to me. Right. Love the man. Don't give a shit about anything he makes after that. His art is shit to it, me. Black Flag is a fucking terrible band. I, and I'm a <laughs> punk guy. Black Flag yeah. is fucking terrible. And Rob Zombie's fucking terrible at anything he does other than talk and be his, be himself. But I love the two guys. But Rollins is like a stand-up comedian without being without realizing he's kind of like Kevin Smith can right. just do a whole show off the top of their head. Yeah, but um, he talks about the interview. Uh, I keep saying interview audition he did with Danny DeVito for that role of Spinner. Mm. And he goes, he's sitting in an audition room, and he's like, "I'm fucking nervous. My stomach's in a knot." And I'm like, "I'm not getting this role. All I can do at this point is be memorable." He's like, "I went in there." And Danny's holding a camera, and he's like, "You're you're gonna do the lines to my assistant," and he's like, "All right, got it." I'm, ex- you know, he's like, "I'm in my head. I'm like, I'm a five year old excited to meet my idol. Got it. That's what Spinner is." All right, and then he's like, "All right, action." And then he goes, and I picked up a chair immediately and threw it across the room. And if you've seen Henry Rounds, he's a big muscular dude. Yeah, he's a big guy. Threw it against the wall, and he goes, "Danny DeVito, freak the fuck out, duck down." And his assistant ran out of the room. And he goes, so I'm like yelling my lines at an empty chair until she came back in. And he goes, that 30-second scene, I stretched out to an excruciating three minutes. Wow. <laughs> it's like, and the whole time I'm running around the room like, oh, I'm so excited to meet you. And he's like, Dan DeVito's going, ah, ah, like ducking with the camera. <laughs> but it's, it's a, he's such a good storyteller. That's the one thing I love about Henry Rollins is the man can That's tell a story. Funny. I mean, Henry Rollins as as Spinner, I don't see it. I don't know why he would be even thinking it's about he's, him as that character. That man's shredded. He's not like shredded, a, but he's a yeah, buff like a dude. Boxer. I can see that. But, uh, I like how they got uh, they got the guy that played uh, Jackie April for The Sopranos. They did. To it. That character actor is in a million things. They got Michael Raspoli. Yeah. Who's really good in the scene in the scenes. And he shows yeah. up on the show like, ding. Yeah, he's yeah, all he, off kilter. All off kilter. Oh god! <laughs> and he's like, "I got it right." Okay, I love you, Spooky. He calls him Sheldon the entire time they're live. Okay, Sheldon. But when they're off camera, he calls him Smoochie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good little, yeah, something I noticed this time. That's funny. And I, I could be wrong. This is what I noticed, but. I, that's um, pretty good though. That, that that sounds like that could be <laughs> plotted out in the script. That's pretty funny. Uh, and that's the whole like 
the the plot or sorry the poster that you see the the smoochy character in a body bag is spinner is the spinner roll being beat to death yeah. by pipes like comically like hey i don't like this getting beat to they, death and they shoot him in the head they That's shoot him in the head and they drag him in an alley in in chinatown and they break his neck in it, and that's the calling. That's card Harvey Firestein. That's the that's, that's the the uh, Foundation <laughs> of Hope's calling card. It is when they execute so, when they execute somebody. Oh God! And then <laughs> doesn't it seem like <clears throat> Harvey Firestein's scene where he talks about how he's the that's his role? Doesn't it seem like that's made up completely? But that ends up being true. Right? Yeah. I I've always felt like this was like the most honest representation yeah. of of. T- television in general like anytime they have like those stupid oh we have to save the children fund or you know 9-11 shit like all that money oh, yeah. half of it's gone like to the people put in their pockets and okay we didn't even talk know, about 30 percent goes to security I'm, I'm so sorry the, the mic cut out i thought you were done no it's fine the whole setup of the movie is one thing and that is robin williams is caught taking money to have kids in the show which ruins right. John Stewart and Harvey Firestein's plan of milking money out of an ice show that they do yes. annually and end deals going forward. They just really specifically mention the ice show. They bring in Smoochie the Rhino because the executives are like, we need a squeaky clean guy. And so Catherine Kennedy goes and finds the most squeaky clean guy she can, which is Methadone Clinic, which is singing some funny fucking songs. Yeah. <laughs> I want the soundtrack, by the way. And uh, good looks like that. Yeah, but the, that's that's the setup of the movie. Later on, you get to, you know, Robin Williams' downfall because he get caught in the beginning. In the opening sequence of the movie, he gets caught, so he's already been dethroned yeah. as Rainbow Randolph. Oh yeah, it moves fast. It moves movie. fast. The the opening part does. Yeah, Edward Norton's rise is slower, but well, Rainbow Randolph song- is like out of there in the beginning. The song at the beginning of Rainbow Randolph is pretty funny. Too. Friends they're come hilarious. in all sizes. Yes, they do. They're bottoms and tops. And I think <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty funny. He's like sits with a kid of, in his lap. D- there's a lot of double entendre. In the yes. Side. He's like, oh, that's funny. That, and that's it what makes the movie to me. That's what I, yeah. when I was, when I was a teenager, when I watched this movie for the first time in high school, I was like, all right, you fucking got me. With <laughs> that song, Robin Williams singing yeah. that, you yeah. got me. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's just, it's a fun movie. Yeah. But it's it's kind of sad that it's just it's never gotten that recognition and everybody seems to just forget about it. No one ever brings it up. No yes. one talks about it. Let's get to that it's, one second. I want to say one yeah. last thing. Continuing what yeah. I'm going on, it goes to John Stewart and and uh, Dan DeVito. They're the they're the masterminds behind this plan. the The point of the movie is, you think that talent is fucked up, like Robin Williams. Yeah. They are not at all the concern. It's the fucking, like, the studio. It really is a it's movie that goes, producers, fuck the studio, yeah. fuck the producers, fuck all these right, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of what I love about the movie, because I caught that when I was a teenager. Right. It's a movie going, like, death to Smoochie, but it's really saying death to the producers, death yeah. to the system. Yeah. Like, like you, you think, the whole time you're supposed to be thinking that Robin Williams, as Raymond Randolph, is the bad guy. Right. He's not even close to as bad as it gets. Yeah, yeah. Because even the Irish mob, yeah. you think they is gonna, their... they set it up as the bad guys. They are the nicest people on the planet. They're, they have morals. They, they're like, don't change who you are, Sheldon. Don't yeah. do it. And they oh, save him from corrupting that. himself. 
And it turns over to the studios, which is John Stewart and Danny DeVito. They represent the studio here. And it's, they're the masterminds of the puppet masters, and they're the fucking worst. And that's really what the movie's about to me. Yeah. But let's get to your point, which is why is this movie so overlooked? And we'll end on this, it's, I guess. It's, yeah, no one ever brings up talks about it. It's just you're cutting up pretty bad here. Hold on one second. Let's try again. What about now? You're much better, yeah. Better, yeah. It's just I think because people was like, oh, it's a dark movie, and and Siskel and Ebert, he, he, well, not Siskel, he was dead. Roger Ebert named it the worst movie of the year, 2002. He did, which I don't understand. I don't understand why. I just um, Roger Ebert's weird. He he would go back and forth on different kinds of movies. Like he'd like one movie, you're like what, and you would hate one movie, you're like what, like he just. He had an odd taste in film. Some movies, he was not willing to look past the surface level. Right. And that is part of why this movie failed. It is, if you view this as an audience member who hasn't seen it, or saw it and didn't wasn't thinking about it, it's just surface level, eh. Like, I would hate this if I wasn't aware of what it was about. Right. Once you watch it and you're thinking of a deeper... I'm, I'm not saying we're fucking geniuses. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying... No, 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 no. It's cynical for a reason, therefore look into that reason. That's all I'm saying. Right. And the reason is, fuck Hollywood. Yeah. The whole movie's about Hollywood and how everyone behind the scenes is as full of shit as you think these, you know, egotistical Hollywood stars are. That's what... that's oh, yeah. for, for me, that's what I gathered from this movie. Yeah. And that's the movie you're going to watch and... Catherine Keener is kind of the audience role. Right. And she's going, fuck this guy. Like, oh, fuck, he's a piece of oh, fucking boring, bland, white toast guy. Oh, he's actually got substance. Okay. And she kind of, you kind of follow her along for the role. Yeah. And she falls for Edward Norton. She does. And then he, but turns out. He's got the corporate <laughs> penthouse. Yeah. And, he got the corporate, and then Rainbow Randolph comes in. What What have you done to this place? He, I used to be postmodern modern. I had a nice artistic picture up here of a naked chick. Yeah. No bush. <laughs> no bush. Very classy. No bush. Real classy. <laughs> she goes, like... he shows up like bat, like uh, Jack Nicholson in Batman. It's the right. same scene. It really is. Yeah. Yep. He shows, oh, and he's waving the fucking gun in the air, and he's dancing around a little bit. It reminded me so much of that scene. I'm like, yeah, okay, he's clearly still on his Tim Burton kick. Yeah, yeah. And kudos to him. But um, to hey, finish, hey, sorry, go ahead. Well, I just want to mention that one part where he, where he goes, uh, well, he has to get dignity. Oh. Uh, at least I have, I have some dignity left. He's drinking tea. Oh! Ah, my balls, they're on fire. They're on fire. I'll play that. Oh, my God. I died. I remember seeing that in the theater the first time. Lost it. Just that that whole bit where he's just like, it's all straight, you know, straight up, you know, acting. And all of a sudden. <laughs> I have it here. But, yeah, it is. It's building the tension and the. Yeah. Not even tension. It's building the sincerity of Robin Williams' character. Yeah, sincerity, yeah. Because at this he point, he has none. A nice moment. Yeah. He, he turns yeah. homeless because he blew his money. He lost the pet house. And he's just like yeah. fucking, and he's trying, he's fucking with Edward Norton, but he's also like maniacal. 
He's conniving. Yeah. He does a whole Scottish thing just to get Edward Norton to a Nazi rally. Yeah. But at yeah, this point, yeah. he's just like, like he's being sincere for the first time in the movie. And he, <laughs> that's the only reason it works because it, otherwise it feels like a like a trailer moment, right? But he's like, you got to like, <laughs> I, I'll just play the scene because it is funny. Um, I'm trying to find it. It's really... and no one's gonna care because no one knows this movie exists. So you can probably get away with showing the whole. Well, the whole fucking we watched the movie on YouTube. You and I for free. Yeah. For well, free. fuck it. Let's just show it. Yeah. It's this Fuck scene. My fucking ass. I'm like a goddamn toaster at Macy's. Randolph's Can I just say this? Robin Williams has all of the emotions in this movie. Yes. He starts off he's singing and dancing with the kids. So you got like jolly and jovial. And then it turns into busted. He gets arrested and he's like drops a suitcase. He's like, I didn't have some money. Like denial. And then it turns into him like conniving and like evil for the most of the movie. He gets very sympathetic when he's about to immolate himself. Right. That's I, again. I want to mention. Yeah. This angel came to me. This little girl. <laughs> don't don't do that. And then immediately she's taken away and, and goes across the street to uh, yeah. Smoochie the Rhino. <laughs> Smoochie. And he puts the oh. helmet specifically on her, like <laughs> the rhino <laughs> horn. <laughs> but um. Yes, right. I'll free. Look, we'll go to the police first thing tomorrow morning. I'll- this is Mike from MST3K. I'll explain everything, and it'll all work out fine. Just trust me, Randolph. Oh, 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 Do not start with your magician's tricks, young Mozart. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. He's, like, yeah. to the back row. <laughs> to the back of throw. Yeah. I will act. <laughs> young Because Mike is not an actor, so he would just... Uh, do what I think yeah. I'm supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> well, he's doing his uh, Yul Brynner accent. Right <laughs> exactly. Here. Young Mozart. Yeah. Especially when he does the part of the sea. Yeah. You are my slave. <laughs> and yeah. this is my kingdom. Rainbow Randolph is the man. Yes, oh, yes, he is. He's the prince of Rainbow Land. I want that jacket. <laughs> but this is this is the scene exactly what I mean because it sounds you could watch this as a comedy, but really yeah. if you pay attention, he's doing like four emotions at once right here. Yeah, yeah, and that's he's, very he's underrated. Like, this is his breakdown as a character. He's, he's losing it. He's losing it and, beyond the point get, that he's yeah. lost it before, and he's gonna be redeemed because you know uh, they take the gun away. And he says, "You know, I'm sorry, blah blah blah." Because he because they believe him. They know he didn't do it. Yeah, they or, know he didn't yeah. do it. They did. He he admitted immediately that he set him up for the Nazi rally, which is redeeming yeah. as an audience member. Yeah, because he folds immediately to the Irish mob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did it. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's such a pathetic character. Yeah. That when it gets to here, you're like, I don't believe he's gonna shoot these people. Right. Yeah. He has no spine, and that's kind of the point of the scene. Yes, oh yes, Because look at them. She's not scared. He's scared because no, there's no. a gun, but she's she's right. streetwise. She knows it. She, knows him. she yeah. knows him. She fucked him. <laughs> he doesn't know that yet. I'm curious to see if we're going to get shut down on YouTube for this, but I'm going to play it. Look at that. Okay. Seriously. Uh, yeah. It's so underrated. 
It looks like he's just playing a dumb guy, but he's so not. Can you imagine if you were to be placed in this role? You have to play sympathetic, scary, um, sad as shit. Yeah. And I I don't know what else you need to throw in there, but that's so so many different emotions, and he fucking kills it. Well, he's almost doing the Fisher King. Yeah. Fisher King character. Uh, Fisher King. Which is against similar... And that, it why, is. Why he didn't get nominated for an Oscar for that movie? Go fucking figure. It's because the it's studio hates Terry Gilliam because he hates them. That's it. Oh. I think it was nominated for best screenplay though. Yeah, but but so Terry Gilliam Fisher. has made his opinions known about studios and the Academy, oh, so yeah, therefore yeah, they'll yeah. never ever ever. Oh, he went he went off on Taiki Waititi recently. Yeah, because Taiki Waititi's doing the uh, Time Bandits show, and he goes. He doesn't give one fuck about Time Bandits. He's just putting his name out for money. And I agree. It's going to be terrible. And he's, I agree. He's, he was pissed. He goes, I agree. fuck him. Yeah. I, I like both guys. I love Terry yeah. Gilliam, though. I like oh, yeah. Taiki Watiti. Yeah. I won't say I love him. I'm a little jealous that he, uh, you know, got up yes. inside Tessa Thompson. Oh, yeah. But I get it. He's an attractive dude. She's an attractive lady. Do what you want. Yeah. But I'm just saying, Terry Gilliam wins this one. Sorry. Yeah. The man doesn't give a fuck about you or your plans to remake his shit. He never said a word about the 12 Monkey show. No. Not that I saw. No. Because they, didn't, cause they were actually Man trying is... to make the show that he wanted. Like, oh. But he didn't, he didn't write 12 Monkeys. I think he wrote no, but... Time Bandits. Like, he had more invested. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But also, they were trying to, like, let's make the 12 Monkey show based on what he made. It sounds right. like the Time Bandits thing is not. It's just whatever. Right. It sounds like but he's been boxed out is a little more right. what I'm oh, hearing. Absolutely. Oh, he absolutely was. He, he yeah. was never invited. They yeah. just did it because they, which they is stupid. the IP. Which is, well, that's how that's stats. What is that? Par- no, it's not Paramount. Time Bandits is... No Fuck, idea. I'm trying to remember the. I had it in DVD at one point. And I think it was. Yeah. Was that MGM? No. Maybe. Paramount? I, anyway. Is it? I don't know if it's an Amazon so series she, or Hulu series. She's clearly not like scared at all. She's like, he, this is what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she knows. Get the gun. See, get the gun. Nice cry. Edward Norton grabs it, but clearly Robin Williams' character. Didn't really want to fight. He wanted to act like he yeah, wanted yeah, the fight, yeah. but he did, more than he wanted the fight. I want to act like the bad guy and hold a gun, but really, I know you didn't right. fuck me over. It's not you. <laughs> uh, that's personally what I find so interesting about the movie. Because he's blaming him the entire time, but it has nothing to do with him. <laughs> he wasn't gonna do a goddamn thing if he grabbed the gun at Edward Norton. No, you know that. It's so funny. He doesn't have it in him. He's such a p- pussy. <laughs> Look at him. nothing. Put me out of my misery. Look, you're not nothing. Okay. And this is where you would, you know, as a millennial, you watch the scene and go, they're overacting. Yeah. They're supposed to be overacting. It's a dark comedy that's about this scene more than it is about the actual scene that they're doing. 
right, scene yeah. of Hollywood. This is actually the perfect Hollywood is Dead movie. Yeah. It's about the executives in the studio fucking over themselves for shooting themselves in the foot, I guess is the best right, way to put it. Yeah. Because really, if they just left him the fuck alone and, and didn't do this shady deal with him, he would have been fine. And then we kept making money. Right. But they yeah, had to get greedy and left, milk yeah. it. And, and the, then they're stuck with this guy who's not, not greedy. And they're like, how do we do with this guy who's, who's a normal person? And then Hollywood loves a comeback story, which is why Rainbow Reynolds comes back. Yes, and, and it's perfect. He's resurrected and he's fine. Friends yeah. coming all sizes. <laughs> all right. Keep playing. Yeah, I'll see the rest. And... I want to see that specific scene, though. Why can't I find it? It's oh. coming right here. He just rests, Randy. It's a real thing. You're the real thing, Schmelder. They immediately become friends. I'm a fraud. I'm a wicked man who's done well, wicked acts. Wicked acts. Well... Like the song says. I thought it was before that, because aren't they across the table from him when he says it? It might be before that. We all got our bad days. Yeah. It's before yeah, this. Because yeah. yeah. it's before they stand up. Yeah, it's it's right about Oh here it is. Yeah. Keep your dignity intact. Just, ah, my balls are on fire. <laughs> Look. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh god. I first saw that in the theater, I lost it. That's great. It does seem like a scene that's specifically for the trailer. Yeah, but no one would say. But it works so well in a trailer. They would have. My balls! They're on fire. Well, if you remember the the original Red Band trailers were at the end of like Virtuosity, a rated R movie where they could play a little more risque lines. Right. And I I I think that was in the trailer when this movie came out. Not not in Virtuosity. I'm just saying like. Virtuosity, that's another story. That's on our list. And that's, yeah, I, I will guarantee this, we're doing that within five episodes. Oh, absolutely. I've been putting it off since 2013, Dick. Parker Ball! I, you appreciate it as much as I do. So we need oh, to, I love can we do that? Wow. Do you want to do it next week or a week after? We could. We could. We could do it next week. We'll discuss that in a second. But yeah, anyway, I, uh, 6.3 in IMDb. I don't I, agree. I, I do an eight. I, it's an eight for me. It's, it's an eight. It's a fucking eight movie. Eight. Yeah, solid eight. Yeah. Solid eight. It's the cult 41,000 people gave it a, a 6.3. Wow. It's not, to to be fair to them, to the 41,000, it's not an amazing movie. No. But if you watch this as a comedy and you're like, this is going to be hilarious, you're not going to like it. So I get it. If you watch this as, what the shit is this? And it's a dark comedy, which is the best comedy, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. And probably you as well, because we're not like, yeah. I don't like fucking. No. Talladega Nights does fucking nothing for me. I don't Literally nothing. Uh, Anchorman love, I don't understand I, it. I get it, but also I don't love, I like Anchorman, but I don't love it. Like, yeah. it's it's a little too obvious, and then, like, here's the joke, all right. But also, I don't want. I don't. I honestly don't want to like sit there and shit on people that do love it. No, no, not at all. Yeah. But this is it's it's a different level. It, it I can see how you would watch this and go stupid, not funny, blah, blah blah. It's about more than it's about. Yeah. Which is idiocracy, dirty work, and those movies that are more about the culture at the time than they are about the scenes you're watching 
jury duty, son-in-law. Really? In the army now. <laughs> Kindergarten cop. You yeah, know, you know. I'm trying to name all the all the how, uh, Pauly Shore movies. No, this is more in line with the Coen Brothers movie than really anything. It is. It really is. Yeah, it totally is. It's a. It, no. The Coen Brothers aren't even satirical or or they don't do really social commentary at all. No. 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 It's no. just a dark comedy where you watch. Yeah. This is like a. This is more like a Barton Fink. Yes. Or Miller's Crossing. The 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 funnier scenes in that movie than than it is closer to like an old school or. Right. It depends on your your sense of humor, which apparently six point three is the best we're going to get out of this country or the world. The world, yeah, right? it's international. But let's get out of here. Um, what do you want to do next week? It's your pick. I'll, I'll chalk this up to me, just this just just so we can move on. Yeah, virtuosity. Let's do that. That sounds good. Let's, I'll, I'll pick virtuosity. Fuck, I'm so let's glad you picked I that. I have it. I have it on Blu-ray. I'm standing by. I own it I'll as well. It yeah, watch it. And um, I know that uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the character actor who was in Heat. He's in virtuosity as well. Which one? Uh, uh, the character actor. He was uh, Van Zant in Heat. Van like, Zant in Heat. Oh God, why am I blanking on his name? It's late. That's probably why. Um, he was in Drive Angry. He's in a bunch of shit. You know him if you saw him. He's in Black Hawk Down. Uh, he's a character. Oh, Fichtner. Fichtner. Yeah, William Fichtner. Yeah, Fichtner. I guess he said he did virtuosity. They cut all the scenes out of the movie. He said, that's what I learned. Yeah, because he's only in one scene. He said, I shot that movie for like six weeks or six months, something like that. He goes, I was on that movie for all, and I realized... They're going to cut all this out. And he goes, that's when I realized mo- we're making movies, that's what happens. You- you'll get cut out of a movie, and these are the scenes that you're going to do that get cut out. He goes, that- I knew that this was, I'm not going to be in this movie when it's out. And he, and he wasn't. And it's kind of funny. Is he the one that gets his neck snapped by his thighs when he's in the machine? No, that's Kevin J. O'Connor. Okay, thank you. And then yeah, the other yeah guy, that, that you're right. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the other wiener guy who I don't know, I, don't, I never saw him again, is there's the wiener creator of the program and then there's the wiener engineer of the program and then william William forsyth william forsyth is the the old cop buddy of yeah of um i'm looking up the cast now shit this is another character actor. no it is it is one of my this is why it's in my like if i were to make a list of guilty pleasure movies and like oh yeah this would be my top hundred if i if i factored in cheese factor Oh yeah, this would be my top five, and we'll we'll discuss this when we get into the sh- when we get to the movie. This is the most I think accurate movie about the future that's been done, because culturally speaking, a lot of things match up with this movie yeah. from the from the future. Yeah, there's a lot of handheld cameras at Sears <laughs> that uh, uh, Denzel and, Washington and, and, and Russell Crowe will have to compete between. And they have a lot of EC. Or they hey, Parker! Of, uh... <laughs> I'm telling you, we'll get into that when we see the movie. Parker goes to save his son, and because it, he rigged the door, gets only his up. arm blown off. Yeah. And his Here's whole family's dead. dead. <laughs> ah! I'm Sid 6.7. Because I have the choice between this family and son. I'll say this. It is a Russell Crowe field day. 
Russell Crowe is fantastic. This is the first one where you're like, oh, that guy's a movie star. Yeah, this guy, I agree. This, this guy's a superstar. I saw He's this awesome. when it came out. Okay, we'll talk about that during the actual episode. So but yeah, I agree. We, we gotta go. We'll, we'll now, save that. We're an hour into this episode. About we this are, episode. and we need to get we the fuck go. out of here. Check out Death of Smoochie. That's on yes, YouTube please. for free. Watch a couple That's ads. Free. You're fine. It's yeah, it's it's not a movie that the ads are like this is ruining it. You're not going to ruin the tension. It's just a funny movie. It's not amazing. It, we love it, but you're going to be like, oh, okay. Let's be honest. You watch TikTok, you're not going to give a shit. Yeah, you're an idiot. You're ruining. You're a fucking life. idiot, and your attention span is that of a gnat. So kill yourself. I would say kill yourself, but you're probably going to forget how to load the gun by the time you grab it. So don't uh, even... they'll, they'll choke on a Tide Pod. Who cares? Okay, there we go. It's evolution at its finest there. Goodbye. That good should be that should be a good TikTok uh, uh, channel there. Guy trying to kill yes. himself, but keeps forgetting what he's doing. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, f- uh, and he's like Mr. Magoo, just wandering into the next scene of, of danger. <laughs> Until next time. In the meantime, I'm finished this. So long, citizens. Check out the other feed, by the way. It's Hollywood is dead. Check out the other feed if you're on the podcast. It changed. Go do that. There's some changes coming. But it's and the train is the changes coming, <laughs> baby. Hey, uh. get get off. Let go of my fucking train, or I'll kill my I wife. I shoot my wife in a, in a restaurant. Shut up. I'll get away with it. It's fine. Give me my fucking phone. <laughs> Hand me my fucking phone. <laughs> That's his last movie on his, his IMDb page. Yeah. Lost Highway. Yep. And he's I talked about how he wants to do acting. I'm like, nobody's going to hire you. You getting away with murder, I, I, dude. I, you, I, you are on his side, and you're the only one. I love Robert Blake. Only because you hate his wife. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's be honest. He's a monster. So was OJ. Like, his he wife needed. wasn't a saint, but... Well, Ronald Goldman was some innocent guy. Was he? Ronald Goldman was just some guy bringing her her sunglasses. Anybody who's wearing short shorts and teaching people tennis can die to me. I'm sorry. He was a waiter. (laughs) He wasn't in tennis. No, he was trying to be a tennis pro and teach people how to play tennis. Fuck that guy. All right, let's get out of here. I hate those people. Good night, everybody. Fuck you, everybody. Good night. Oh, shit. You're right, Dick.